0: Welcome to the Adoption Connection Podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it and we're here for you.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the 100th episode of the Adoption Connection Podcast.
0: We're so glad you're here. Well, we're very excited because today we are celebrating the 100th episode of the Adoption Connection Podcast. And you probably didn't recognize those first two
2: voices, but we have asked a couple of our kids to come and help us co-host this episode because we asked you guys uh, a while back in our Facebook group what you would want to ask us. And so we are going to have them interview us with those questions that y'all provided. So Claire
0: and PJ, would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners?
1: Hey, guys, I'm PJ. I'm 17. I'm Melissa's son, and I happen to be right in the middle of all the other kids.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Claire. I am Lisa's daughter. I am number 10 of 12, and I'm right in the middle of all four of our adopted kids. I am 17, and I'll be going into my freshman year of college. Awesome. How do we get two
0: 17-year-olds, Lisa? That was amazing. I don't know. And we both have a 13-year-old, too. You don't have a 15-year-old, though, right? I do. Okay, we have the same. How did we not realize that after all this time? I, I knew. Anyhow, yeah. All right. So PJ, you're going to start us off.
1: So the first question is from Summer. And she asked, I'm sure you have stated this, but how did the two of you connect initially? And how did your vision for the Adoption Connection unfold?
0: Well, my first contact with you, Melissa, well, first of all, I had seen you on the Parenting with Connection Facebook group because you were a moderator there, so I'd seen you interacting there, but then you asked me to be on your podcast because you had a different podcast before we had our joint podcast, and you interviewed me. That was my first real-time talking with you.
2: That was really one of the first times, I think you told your story of being a birth mom.
0: Yeah, I think it was the first time that I did it on The internet.
2: I was following you and I had been following your blog and your story for a while. You had been mentioning that you were interested in starting a podcast, and my podcast didn't have like the purpose and it really didn't have direction. It was kind of just like this weird side gig. And I just had this thought like, man, I wonder if Lisa would be interested in partnering with me to put together a podcast. And she had specifically mentioned that one of her hold ups was she wasn't sure about the tech side. And of course, for those of you who have been listening for a while know that I love all the science and the technology. And so I kind of offered her like, hey, if I could do the tech part, would you be interested in partnering?
0: So I always tell people that Melissa makes all my dreams come true because she can do all the tech things that I cannot do. So yeah, so we came together, we started, um, it was really funny. We were like, at first we thought, well, let's start a podcast. And then we thought, well, wait. To have a podcast, we need a website. Okay, so we'll have a website. Well, you know, maybe we should offer some courses and it just snowballed and snowballed, but we had a lot of fun getting it going. And I'm honestly, I'm so proud of us for having so many episodes. So quickly, really, we're only two years in. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much have done almost every week. We've had a couple breaks for holidays. We've done a
2: couple like rebroadcasts. Um, here's another fun fact is that we started in 2000. 2000- it was like spring of 2018. Um, Our first episode dropped, I think, on August 7th, 2018. So the Adoption Connection, like the Facebook group and the page, the website all launched, I think maybe in like April or May of 2018. We didn't meet in person until March of 2019, a whole year later at Refresh.
0: Yes, that was so funny because we knew each other very, very well after spending hours and hours and hours together, but we'd never met in person.
2: Yeah, and, um, and we agreed to room, to room together for refresh, <laughs> so that was kind of like the big test if we could be roommates <laughs> and still like each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We still like each other.
2: All right, guys. Alexia asked, how
3: the heck did Lisa survive adopting so many kids in such a short amount of time? Also,
0: how was she allowed to? <laughs> That's such a good question. Uh, Claire, what do you think? Did we survive adopting so many kids in such a short amount of time? Surprisingly, yes. But not easily. Not easily, right? Not
3: so, even remotely.
0: No, it was, it was very hard. We did survive, but uh, through the process, we had to learn a lot. And there was a lot of hard times. And Yeah, we really went through a lot with so many children. And, you know, there were the really hard things like tough behaviors, but also just the adjustment to expanding our family so dramatically in such a short time because we brought three kids home in spring of 2007 and then one more daughter in the summer of 2008. So it was pretty much an explosion of people, personalities, all of it. Now, in terms of how was I allowed to, I am not sure <laughs> I think, who was in charge here.
2: <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. I think it was. a lot of things have changed since then.
0: Yes. I mean, back then when we were adopting from Ethiopia, you did not meet your children until after the adoption and you went to meet them and bring them home all at the same time. So it was very different when we first started the process. So as far as allowing us to, I think that probably the caseworkers thought we were such experienced parents, and we already were managing a large family that we, sh- we would probably be able to manage for new children as well. I'm not sure that, we- actually, I'm sure we were not capable, but I think God sent people to help us, a lot of people to help us. But it was not without some scars and um, some hard things, too.
1: So next, Julie asked, what would you say to your younger self who just stepped into adoption?
2: I think I would tell myself to just be more humble and that I didn't really know as much as I knew. And I would try to convince my younger self a lot sooner to let go of a lot of control. And I tend to have to learn things the hard way. So I don't know if my younger self would listen, but that's what I would attempt to tell
0: her. (laughs) I think what I would tell my younger self is that it's going to be okay. It's going to be really hard. This kind of question totally still chokes me up after all these years. But it's going to be really, really hard. But you're going to be okay. Your marriage is going to survive. Your kids are going to survive. And you're going to become a whole new family. Some Something you couldn't even have imagined. And it will be beautiful too.
2: Mm, I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break. So the really fun thing about this 100th episode, well, there's lots of fun things. But one of the fun things is that we have this massive giveaway for you guys. And we reached out to... The internet, the community, all the different places. And we have a bunch of really generous businesses who have things that they want to allow us to gift to you. So we're gonna go through and kind of list off some of these things in short breaks throughout um, this episode. But here's what you need to know. What we're gonna do is make it one big giveaway. There's a pinned post in our Facebook group. So to enter this big giveaway, you can do one of two things, or you can do actually three things. One, go to our Facebook group, leave a some kind of party, dancing, celebratory GIF on that post. There's also a hundredth episode graphic on our Instagram feed. And so you can go there and tag a friend um, in celebration of our hundredth episode. All of those gifts and tags will all go into a big pot. Or if you want 10 whole entries in one shot you can go to itunes and leave a review for the podcast screenshot it before you submit it and send it to us um, either tag us in a story or send it to email at the com. we're gonna put all the entries into one big giant virtual hat and then draw randomly For each of these prizes so we're super excited um, and we'll just do a different winner for each prize and the entries for this are going to close on Monday night so it's Tuesday now if you're listening to this on the day that it releases so you have a week to enter into our 100th episode giveaway
0: And the reason we're giving 10 bonus entries if you leave a review on iTunes is that reviews are really, really important in the whole iTunes algorithm. The more reviews we have, especially really good reviews, um, the more we rise in the rankings and the more iTunes shows our podcast when people go in and search things like adoption or foster care. So reviews really, really help. And we will give you 10 bonus entries if you post one for us, if you write one for us.
2: Yeah, so if this podcast has been helpful, then that will help other families find this, um, so it can be helpful to them as well. All right, so our first item that we're giving away is from Kathy Leese with Monat, and she's donating a bottle of Monat Rejuvenique oil. She says they call it liquid gold. It has over 100 benefits.
0: The second thing we're going to be giving away is our devotional that we we were the editors together. We didn't write every entry, but it's called Faith, Hope, and Connection, a 30-day devotional for adoptive and foster parents. Our
2: next prize is from Sandra Lomgo of Lomgo Land, and she is giving away a two-bowl pet feeder. And if you are not a pet owner, she also engraves a variety of products that are non-pet related as well.
0: Our next prize is from John Cole of Mathnasium of Bel Air. He's offering one free month of online math tutoring. And if you, like me, are looking at the school year of having doing school at home, this could be a wonderful prize to win. Yeah. And then the last one for this
2: little break is actually from our daughter, Mia. And she has an Etsy shop called Creative Quillings. And she also Instagrams. creative.quillings, and she is giving away one of her butterfly quilling kits.
0: So now we're going to flip things around a little bit, and Melissa and I are going to ask our kids a couple of questions. So Jen asked, I think I'd love to hear from your bio kids about having siblings by way of adoption, and we thought it would be nice if each of them shared two hard things and two good things, because we want to be honest and realistic here, but also
1: Definitely one of the hard things with bringing adopted kids like into your house is like you've met them uh, for at least in uh, our family situation. We met them once in Ethiopia and then after that they flew over and it was like bringing like a total stranger into your house. You've never met like these people before. It's kind of weird compared to like if you have a biological sibling, they're born and you have this baby, and you get to watch them grow up and like you get to know them. Whereas for us, we brought in three teenagers within the span of like one or two years We'd never met them before. It was uh, like surprising, like how quickly you can get to know people. Some good things about bringing them in is it was, it was definitely different. I feel like um, before we adopted them, we were kind of like just sitting at a spot with our family. We weren't sure like what we were doing. We were kind of like just existing. And then when we brought them in, it sort of like gave uh, my, I feel like it gave my parents like more of a purpose, and definitely, uh, I think, made me a better person.
0: Can you elaborate at all on what you what some of the good qualities are that you think you developed through the process of having adopted siblings?
1: Now, of uh, bringing adopted siblings in is like definitely a hard experience to go through, especially with um, some of the kids that we adopted. But I think a lot of that hard experience like makes you better. makes It can make you a kinder person and make you more patient uh, with all that, um, like having to live with some kids with harder behavioral issues. I think it can definitely like helps me with my patients and helps me deal with other people who also have similar problems.
0: Yeah. Good. Thanks. Thanks for answering that. Claire, how about you? Some hard things and some good things of having siblings join the family through adoption.
3: It's really even a little hard to know where to start because there were just, there were so many struggles, but also just a lot of blessings that came from our family's adoption like upon reflection are really noticeable was it was really hard when we brought kids into our family, and all of a sudden their a lot of their special needs and like attachment attachment special needs needed all of our parents' attention. It was hard going from me, I was the baby of the family the the bio baby, and all of a sudden there were kids who needed so much more time and energy and effort than I did, and there was definitely a sense of loss. And we all, I think, went through a little bit of a grief period feeling like we lost our parents. And there was also some guilt that accompanied that went along with that because it's like, well, these kids need my parents maybe more than I do. So why am I prioritizing myself? And why am I feeling bad for myself that I'm losing my parents when really it's these kids who need them? They didn't have parents. So those were some of the really hard things. But Also, I mean, kind of like PJ was talking about, I learned so much from having kids with kids from hard places in our home. Definitely, I've seen a lot of my just kind of natural skills being around kids who maybe have some abnormalities or sensitivities, like it has transferred really well to my work. I found that I have kind of a better ability to connect with kids, maybe who the world sees a little different and who maybe need a little bit of extra support. And so I just think that those are skills I probably would have never come by if I hadn't have been thrown into the crazy world of adoption and living with siblings with special needs.
0: Thank you.
2: Thanks so much, Claire. In both of our family's stories There have been really hard times and I'm sure your siblings haven't always been super kind to you all. And it's like Claire said, you know, in some ways there was a sense of loss, like all the attention kind of got sucked. It's like a vacuum, you know, into this whole world of really big, challenging behaviors. And so Debbie asked, I would love to hear how you were encouraged to kind of stick with it with your adopted." siblings, um, kind of what keeps you working on relationships, even after it's been so hard?
3: What has it been the most encouraging is like, the little glimpses of that you get in times where you all of a sudden realize like, oh, we made it. Like, for example, my everyone knows my sister Calcon passed away when she was 13. I was 11. And we had had a really, really hard relationship growing up um there was a lot of tension and there was a lot of fear and a lot of anxieties and it was it was really hard for us to be close but um after she came home from 18 months in inpatient therapy we really had this amazing like miraculous fresh start and, um, we really became inseparable for the three months she was home before she passed away. Um, I know my parents had to eventually kind of put down some rules. There was a bunk bed down in her bedroom because I, and even though I had a room, I ended up spending most of my time down there and my parents eventually had to put some rules in place that I could only sleep down there on weekends because the two of us would just stay up all night, um, laughing and talking and, listening to music and creating stories together. And I just think that it was those memories, those last three months that where I got a little taste of we finally made it. This is what it's like to have a healthy relationship with your sister. That really encouraged me to keep on going.
0: And does that encourage you to keep going with your siblings now, even with gone?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know with the little boys there've definitely been some ups and downs, like times where we really feel like things are going well and times where it feels like we're right back where we started and we've made no progress. But even just um another like a little I got one of those little glimpses of kind of making it just a couple months ago when I was in it was this past summer and I was in the kitchen and I was I think I was making lunch and our my youngest brother was in the kitchen with me and just kind of out of the blue, we weren't even talking. He just goes, I'm going to really miss you when you move out this fall. And he goes, I'm going to miss you driving us to school and listening to your weird music in the car. And it was just one of those, like, I didn't even think he cared about that. I didn't think he, that was an important part of his life and him just unprompted telling me that we had connected in that moment was really meaningful.
0: That's great. Thank you, Claire. How about you, PJ?
1: <laughs> I think one of the big things that like kept me going and like kept me trying to like improve my relationship with my siblings was like the thought that like I mean they're they're not going anywhere. They're part of the family. Like they're part of my family. They're my family now. And if I don't make steps or try to like get along with them and try to get to know them better and become like friends with them, it's just gonna make it harder on myself and it's just gonna be harder on them the best option was really just to try to get along with them and me and my older sister Kayla haven't always you know gotten along well and more recently we've started going to the gym together and we've started you know doing things like that together um I'll watch her daughter for her sometimes and it really helps like our relationship being able to go out and like do something together and uh get along in an environment where we're both enjoying ourselves do you
0: find that your little niece has been a bit of a bridge between you and Kayla? I mean, she's adorable.
1: Uh, yeah, she's a little bundle, little bundle of joy. But yeah, I, th- I think it definitely has helped with our relationship because Kayla, uh, you know, the, ba- the baby stresses her out sometimes. She uh, doesn't like a lot of the crying that Ava does. But uh, if I come in and, you know, take the baby for a little bit, give Kayla some time, you know, alone, give her a little break. She appreciates that a lot. So that that definitely helps.
2: Baby, we call it baby therapy in our house. Babies have bridged. We've had, she's the second baby to be in our house in the last five or six years. And so babies have bridged a lot of gaps in our house. It's not necessarily how we would have planned it, but um, we're still certainly finding the silver lining.
0: We're ready for another prize break, a sponsor break.
2: Um, we'll start this one off with something for me. So I love doTERRA essential oils and sell them. And so I have a special Energized Mom Blend that we actually debuted at uh, mom, Adoptive Mom Retreat last winter. And so I'll be sending that to one lucky winner. Um, and just a reminder, again, um, you can enter to win um, prizes by going to our Facebook group or our Instagram feed, dropping a comment or a GIF or going to iTunes and leaving us a review and then sending that somewhere where we can see it and give you your 10 extra entries.
0: Our next prize is from Marie Feebuck. She is donating her cookbook, Feed Your Family Tonight. And she says she helps busy families plan and execute weeknight dinners even when life is crazy. And she actually has a little free gift for everybody that she will send you her free weekly meal planning sheet if you go to her website, which is feedyourfamilytonight.com slash adoption.
2: Awesome. So the next prize comes from Carrie Miller, and she owns Tiny Dog Press, which is a company that custom designs letterpress stationery. So she is donating a custom family design on correspondence cards for you to either send thank you notes for folks who have blessed your family or um, just to write letters, uh, you know, back and forth. There's all kinds of stuff, especially now during pandemic season, you might have some folks that might enjoy receiving some real mail from your
0: family. Our next prize is from our friend Jamie Finn with Goods and Better. And she is giving away a shirt or print or both of the winner's choice from her store. She creates products catered to people engaging in foster care and adoption. And every purchase benefits uh, foster kids and their families. And some of her shirts are really fun.
2: Yeah, they're super fun. Um, The next prize is from Nicole Sullivan, and she owns Keppel and Kismet Creative Workshop. So she is willing to donate something that fills the need of whoever the specific winner is. And so if you win her prize, she will be donating an item valued up to $60, and she'll work with you to figure out what the best fit for that is.
0: And then lastly, I am donating a necklace from my little shop, my One Thankful Mom shop, and it will be a Courage and Hope necklace.
1: Okay, and we have another question from Ashley, and she asked, "What's your favorite thing to do when you are alone with no husband and or kiddos around?"
2: I don't know, Lisa. When was the last time you were
0: home with no husband or kiddos around? <laughs> I can't remember. Quarantine has has destroyed any opportunities. Uh, wow, I that's such a good question. I would probably either relax and read. Or I would start a massive decluttering project somewhere in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Both make me happy, but in different ways. So I think I probably spend the
2: first like third of that time wandering around my house trying to figure out what exactly I do want to do because it seems so precious and like I don't want to waste the time. But yeah, I think I probably would either veg out with a book or... My other thing to do, I know this sounds silly, but it's probably a very extroverted type seven thing to do is I call a friend and go out. I know I can do that even when people are around, but I don't know. It feels like when there's no one around, like my time's more my own. And so then I want to connect with people I don't always get to connect with.
0: That sounds nice too, but I tend to want to be alone and never get to be so... (laughs)
3: Angela asked, if you could ask Dr. Purvis a question
2: that you haven't already asked her, what would it be? Man, I would probably ask her to coach me on how all of the tools in connected parenting would work with someone who's like the opposite of her in personality, like who's naturally wants structure or whose voice isn't as soothing and sweet as hers. I would want her to like coach me and my personality to like do what she does and, but not have to sound like her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard to duplicate Dr. Purvis. That's for sure. I think I would want to talk with her. Maybe this isn't a question, but I want to talk with her about how we can use all the principles of TBRI to help parents who are reunifying with their children after foster care And to really support those families because they have a long, hard road. And I know that that's something she would have really cared about. And she probably did, but just it didn't become part of her work. All right. So the next list of prizes are all
2: books um, written by folks who love The Adoption Connection. And so the very first one is Lisa's new book. The Connected Parent, which was also co-authored, right, by Dr. Purvis. So there's a great connection there. So one lucky person will win a, I don't know, Lisa, are you going to do a signed copy of this book or are you going to have it sent right from the publisher?
0: Well, for this, I will sign it and actually go to the post office and mail it, which is (laughs) the thing, that's always the hang up. But yes, I'd be happy to send a signed copy. Then our next book is by Lahia Cushman. It's called Heard. And if you heard our um, panel discussion on race and adoption, she was one of our guests for that episode.
2: Our next book is also by a guest on the Adoption Connection podcast. It's by Sarah Easterly, and she is an adult adoptee, and her memoir is called Searching for Mom.
0: And then we have a book by Kristen Hill Taylor called Peace in the Process, How Adoption Built My Faith and My Family. The next book is by another previous guest
2: on the podcast. Maria Hansen-Quine is giving away two copies of her new children's book, which was illustrated by one of her daughters, and it's called Be Different and Be Kind. It's a must-have for every adoptive parent in teaching their child about the beautiful diversity of who they are.
0: And then we have a book by Darren Fink of Transfiguring Adoption with a very interesting title, A Guide to Magical Creatures Around Your Home. So this book also gets, comes with a complimentary copy of The Parent Guide, which includes therapeutic activities that go along with the pretend creatures in the book.
2: And then the last book on the list is by Dr. Chris Kittle and Dr. Kelly Reed. Dr. Chris has also been on the podcast, and they wrote Wisdom from Adoptive Families, Joys and Challenges in Older Child Adoption. And this is definitely a reference book that if you don't win it, you probably want to add it to your list anyway, because it's a fantastic book. Even if you didn't adopt older children, there's just a lot of really great resources listed in that book as well.
3: Danny asked, what authors
2: inspire you personally? So in terms of fiction, I have been following this one author for years, and she writes just fantastic fiction, and her name's Karen Kingsbury. Uh, I didn't know it when I started to follow her work, but she's also an adoptive mom. Three of her children came home from Haiti.
0: Well, there are two different authors I'm thinking of that are both very different genres that inspire me, and the first would be Dr. Dan Siegel. I think his books have had a real impact on me and influenced me in a lot of ways in terms of how I see all children, but particularly mine. Um, we're right now. Russ and I are listening to. He's listening and I'm reading Brainstorm Finally, which is the book about the teenage brain. So, I've been meaning to read it for a long time. So, and then in terms of fiction, I would have to say C.S. Lewis. I mean, I like all kinds of different fiction, but. Having been a homeschool mom for 23 years, I have read The Chronicles of Narnia aloud, I believe, at least three times. And you know, there are a number of books, so it takes time. But those books have so much rich meaning, and they've actually impacted me quite a bit. So I would say those two. Yeah, you can't go wrong with C.S. Lewis.
1: And for our final question for the episode, Maria asks, what's your favorite snack food?
0: Yes, I think we should all answer this one.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. Um, well, I love anything that crunches and I know this is going to sound really funny, but literally the thing I'm obsessed with right now is, you know, when you pop popcorn and there's like those half popped kernels, like they're really dense and really crunchy. Oh yeah. You mean the ones that break your teeth? Yeah. Those. Yeah. Save those for me at the bottom of the bowl. If you don't save them for me, I know you really don't love me.
1: (laughs) Uh, for me, my favorite snack food, there's nothing better than either just a bowl of ice cream or like a nice cold milkshake. know, really uh, calms me down, you know, makes me feel better. It's perfect.
2: Your grandfather would be proud, PJ.
0: Claire, how about you?
3: Man, honestly, I'm kind of panicking right now. I can't think of what my favorite snack food is.
0: Well, what's a food that you've been into right now? This isn't a snack food, but you've been making Oh, yes.
3: Okay, actually, I was going to answer this, and then I felt like it didn't fit the category. But if you prompt it, I guess I'll cave. Um, I love oatmeal. And just recently, I went to San Diego, just a road trip down there with my older sister because she's moving there. And we stayed with some friends of hers, and they served us oatmeal for breakfast, and it was the best oatmeal I'd ever had, so I got the recipe from her. But they're overnight oats that she pre-prepares, and then they soak for, she said, like, the longer they soak, the more days, the better they are, but they have, like, rolled oats and steel-cut oats and flax and hemp heart, hemp seeds and chia seeds and walnuts and pumpkin seeds in them. And they're all soaked in coconut milk. And it's the best.
0: It's pretty good. Claire's made some for me. She leaves it in my refrigerator for me. It's very, very yummy. Um, I would say one of my favorite snacks. I actually really like popcorn. Also, we have a Whirly Pop popcorn maker, the kind you do on your stove and you crank the Little handle and it stirs the kernels around. It makes fantastic popcorn, and I really like flavored sparkling water. So that's probably in the afternoon. That's kind of like my treat. And right now I am driving my boys to a bajillion sports practices. So I tell myself every day in the afternoon when I get in the car for the afternoon run, I can take one of those with me, and it makes me happy.
3: Mom, do you do you like the which is at the top of your list? Cran raspberry, grapefruit, or lime?
0: Oh, uh, cran raspberry, I think, with lime following sh- right after it
2: yeah i'm a I love the grapefruit ones. I'm with you, Lisa. Those are like my like end of the day. I actually do mine at the very end of the day when we're like binging Netflix and eating popcorn Same. and mm-hmm. I just found another one at Walmart It's a Moscow mule, like a it's like a ginger, so good ooh, I love ginger well. Guys, thanks so much for humoring your mothers and coming to co-host the podcast with us. And for all of you listeners, thank you so much for supporting us, sticking with us through 100 episodes. We just couldn't be more thrilled or more surprised, quite honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just going to ask, is, is there anything, PJ or Claire, that you would like to add to the episode before we wrap up? Honestly, I- I'm just, like, shocked that you're
3: already on the 100th episode. I feel like it, like, snuck up on us. Like, there were all these mornings, like, weekend mornings and things where I would come down the stairs, and there was maybe a desk chair in the hallway that had a big, like, recording, be quiet sign taped to it. But I had no idea how truly far along you guys are, and... I just know that in 100 episodes, you guys have made some big changes in a lot of people's lives. And I don't know, I'm just, I feel very proud to be connected to something as impactful as this.
1: Yeah, I can second that.
0: (laughs) Thank you, guys. Well, we, we have a great time doing this podcast. It's a highlight for both of us. So thank you for joining us. And we'll have to have you come back sometime and do another episode where we can interview you some more.
1: Episode 200. (laughs)
0: we may not wait that long (laughs) yeah absolutely thank you next week the podcast is taking a break for labor day and we also will not be sending out our quick connection we are both hoping to get a little special time with our families i know my family is hoping to go to a lake a beautiful lake in north idaho and get a little time together so
2: we hope that you will have some extra time with your family as well, or even just for a little self-care. And we'll be back on September 15th with a brand new episode. Don't forget to go enter the giveaway, our Facebook group. You can find that quickly at theadoptionconnection.com slash Facebook. And actually, we'll have links to all the different sponsors if you want to go check them out, um, instructions for the giveaway, all the things at the show notes for this episode, which will be at theadoptionconnection.com
0: slash 100. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection.
2: Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone.
0: And remember, until next week... You're a good mom, doing good work, and we're here for you.
2: The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevier.